Can you smell it? The grass is cut, the sun is shining, birds are singing. Mike Brady must be on the radio. It's the first weekend of spring. It's got to be finals time. If you're like me, the host Chris Pepper of the Lace Out Podcast, you've got to be a little bit excited for finals time. It's the first time for me for 12 years that I can actually go looking forward to my team playing. We started with 18. We're down to eight, and after this week, we'll be down to six. But it's not just me talking about this wonderful game this week. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm so excited. I just choked on my peanut brittle. I've got two of the greatest joining me this week. Uh, you asked for the best. You wanted the best. They weren't available. So I got these two. First of all, with, uh, without further ado, he's back after a long sabbatical. Mark the Love Machine. Pepper, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, uh, Chris. And uh, good to see that you bring that level of professionalism you talked about uh, pre-recording by choking on your peanut brittle. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened then. And... Uh, back by popular adieu, as they would say in France. He's back from the pet shop. He's number one on our hearts. It's the J-Doc, Jamie Wallace. How are you, son? I'm good. How are you, Chris? And how are you, Mark? Very well. Very well. First time I've spoken to J-Doc. Um, so, pleasure to meet you. And uh, I'd Ooh. say that uh, um, during this podcast, um, you know, we'll probably have some differing opinions. Yes. Uh, but there's one thing we both agree on that uh, Chris is an absolute right roll pain in the ass. Well, he made the number one rule of never eating peanuts before talking on a phone or anything. They always get caught in your throat. It's always the yep. way. Yep. Uh, but it wasn't just peanuts. It was peanut brittle because it was tasty. It was delicious. And it's a little bit like tomorrow night's game. Ladies and gentlemen, it is kicking off tomorrow night. First and foremost, I'm throwing it out there. Thoughts on the Thursday night final? I like it in a, in a TV perspective. I love it as a as a spectator. I'd hate it. Yep. You going Same. tonight? You going, Mark? Tomorrow night? No, no. I'm. Uh, I'll be at home. Yes. Uh, but I'm, I'm saving up. I'm saving up all my pennies and my emotion for Friday night. No, no. We don't. We don't want to peak too early. We don't want to peak too early. Sometimes, sometimes it can't be helped. You know what? It's, just, it's, it's like ripping cream. You can't peak too early. You've got to get those steep peaks just at the right time. Um, before we get into tomorrow night's game, we know it's Richmond versus Hawthorne. 7.20 at the MCG. Richmond have made a change. Kane Lambert in. Brandon Ellis has been omitted. Mm-hmm. And from Hawthorne's perspective, James Sicily is in. James Frawley is in. Jonathan Seglar is in. And they've just uh, obviously omitted all three. Caden Brand. Hey, Miles and David Mirror. Um, where do you start with these two? Um, I reckon it's going to be, as uh, the old Bobby Davis would say, a real hum-ding-dinger going on here. Um, Jamie, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think these teams can be any closer across all their season averages on their stats and their form line coming in as they're coming with huge form. So I know it's first versus fourth, but these two teams are red hot at the moment. Yeah, corkers. Uh, Richmond, do you reckon the scare last week was genuinely a scare from the doggies, or do you think it was them just taking the foot off the pedal, thinking that they've got greater things coming up in the next couple of weeks? What do you think, Mark? Um, I honestly think that um, 
Richmond will absolutely pants Hawthorne tomorrow night. They've just been absolutely taking it so easy the past six weeks. But they're actually they're going to come out tomorrow night. Um, even with the um, the high chance of rain throughout the game, I think they're just going to absolutely just be ferocious and Hawthorne won't know what would have hit them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Dusty's playing his 200th. And you know people do get up for people's milestone games. Apparently, third fast, the third fastest uh, to two hundred games in AFL history. Well, Dustin Mark Martin. Mark Pepper comes out with the big stat early. Very there you go, fella. Hopefully, you haven't uh, peaked too early. Uh, because, no, like, like I said before, that sometimes it can't be helped. We have got three games to get through. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, look, I look at it from the perspective of uh, Richmond. They know what to do. Hawthorne know what to do at finals time. Is it going to be one of those games? Is it going to be a battle of attrition? Is it... Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly... I'm sort of tossing up who to go with, but you just can't go past Richmond, can you? They've won, what, 47 in a row at the MCG? Yeah. What yeah. are you heading <laughs> past them? Yeah, I think what Mark said is probably true. I reckon they are going to blow them out because that last game that they had back in round three, um, I think Richmond got out and they to a big lead, about 40, 50 points. And then I think Hawthorne kicked the last few goals of the game to make that closer than it actually was. So I think Mark's on the money. Yeah. Um, and if you have a look at that, it's, if you have a look at the spine, you've got Rance, Vloston, Cochin, Shane Edwards. I don't think he's going to be playing centre-half forward. And Dusty Martin's at full forward. Don't think he's going to be playing there. Versus Stratton, Frawley, Mitchell, Roughhead and Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going by what's on paper, because that's what you can go, but there's just there's just class on every line for both teams. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, for for Brendan Ellis not to get a game, you know, premiership player last year, to not get a Guernsey, that just shows how deep they're batting at the moment. Mm. Uh, you know, I think this is... I think Richmond are going to... Whether it's going to be a pantsing, I don't know, but if, if they control the game like they have been over the last... Uh, Couple of years, it's it'll be it will be a blowout. It, it could potentially be a, a big blowout too. I'm I'm going to go with about five or six goals, considering it's going to rain tomorrow night. I reckon it'll be about a 30, 40 point win, just purely looking at Hawthorne's back line and Richmond's forward line, especially if it's going to rain during the night. Um, a lot of ground balls, a lot of just kicking off the ground. I think the smaller forwards of Richmond and their pace will just um, be too good for for Hawthorne. So, but I'm going to say about five to seven goals tomorrow night. Yeah, we're on the same page, Mark. I reckon the same thing. Hawthorne have got really clean hands. They've got those Gunston and Bruce up there and, and Ruffy, if the mark, you know, if the bike ball's coming in. But Richmond win ugly. You know, they got they get that dirty ball in the forward line. They've got the small forwards there to, to crumb it and, and kick goals. So, yeah, I reckon that's going to be the difference. Yeah, and I think there's... Snooze just fest. You reckon it'll be... Snooze <laughs> fest tomorrow night. It'll be in bed by snooze fest by three-quarter time. It'll be an ugly, scrappy, boring final. And everyone there in the ground will be going, God, do I leave now and catch the train whilst it's bucketing down? Just stay at home for this one. Stay home. Stay in your PJs. Have a cup of tea. Don't even bother turning up. Hit incognito mode and just enjoy yourself some other way, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, we, 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 <laughs> Not, not that we know. We know what, no, no, what that is. That's yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Isn't that um, a film? Uh, well, let's just say there, there could be a few films on there. Um, <laughs> interesting enough, who's who's the player that Hawthorne have to stop? In your opinion, I've got mine, but I want to hear it from you two first. 
I'll let uh, let J Dog go first on this one. Uh, for me, it's quite easy. I think Dusty. Reckon Dusty. Yeah. Mark. I'm going to go a bit left field. I'm going to say Shane Edwards. Mm. Shane Edwards. 12 months ago, we wouldn't have been saying that. 24 months ago, we wouldn't have been saying that. Ah, he's, uh, he's had a very good year. Yeah. I reckon, from my opinion, there's only one person mm-hmm. that is the barometer for this team. Mm-hmm. And it's the uh, ex-front man from the Killers, Jay Rewalt. <laughs> if he's up and about, he just drags his teammates across. And theoretically, he's their only main forward option in terms of a marking option. I know you could say Caddy as well, but if you look at the way Jack Rewalt plays, he just screams for the ball. And if he has, yeah. a, if, he, if he's down, that puts a lot of pressure on the likes of the Riolis, Castagnas. Mm-hmm. Um, means Dusty has to kick more. Josh Caddy has to kick a bag. I know they've got good players around the ground, but have they got enough? Um, enough damage around the ground as well. I, I'm not too sure. So I reckon if you can stop Jack, it puts a major dint in Richmond's forward capabilities. But as uh, Mad Max or as Thunderdome said, as one man enters, uh, sorry, two men enter, one man leaves. Uh, if, Jack le- if Jack leaves, there's got to be somebody else to step up. And Shane think- Edwards. Shane Edwards. <laughs> Shane Edwards. What Shane about- Edwards. You reckon? Yep. What about... Um- Jack Higgins. What's he going to do in his nah. first finals? Nah. He's going to fizz her? Fizz. Fizz? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not, be- not, not, because, not because of... Um, I don't think it'd be because of skill. I just don't think he'll be much in the play. I just, gonna, yeah. I just don't think he's going to have a lot of play time on the ground. He's just going to be doing a lot of defensive Richmondy stuff, not attacking snag stuff. Yeah. It's, look, it's his, I think it's his first final. Um... I think it was a bit stiff not to rate higher in the um, rising star for the year. But like I said, I think I think Richmond will take that out. So I think all three of us are in uh, unanimous decision that it will be. Mighty Tigers. Tigers. Go Tigers. Doing it for skinny Go grand. So we're doing it for skinny grand. All right. Go <laughs> Dusty. All right. Now, now I, I want to talk about this, uh, this next game. And we have to keep the lid on everything, but we are about to talk about the game that's on <sighs> big breath. 7.50, Friday night, September 7, 2018. At the uh, Well, house... I'm just going to let you two just like have a circle jerk together. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I've got, I've got, I'll, I'll come in at the end with my tip and who I think, but uh, you guys just No, I, I, look, I'm, I'm going to be that's very, not... no, 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 that's not how we work here at Lace Out. We're not biased <laughs> whatsoever. Not when it comes to finals. Um, if, you, no. if you've listened to every one of our finals uh, previews, we've never been biased at all. Uh, so, yes, Melbourne and Geelong this week. Uh, look, we're, we're jumping out of our skin to get to this game. And mm-hmm. I think this will be the game of the weekend. And that's just not me being biased, but it will be the game of the weekend. When we go through the other two, you'll see why. But this one will be the, the grand finalist for this year. One of the two grand finalists will come from this game. There you go. I've called it. It's a big call. It's a big call, but I'm not, the, uh, I'm not a member of the big leg nation to be uh, throwing out uh, barbs like that. I think that whoever wins this game is going to go on to a huge way to playing some uh, grand final September action. Interesting thing is that uh, Geelong have won 
four out of the last five against the D's. But they are ranking, I believe it's 11 and one after a bye for losses. Mm. So they don't play well after buys, the Cats, where the D's are in a little bit better position. Yeah. Uh, right. Where do we go? Where do you go, Love Machine? Take us, take us through your thoughts, feelings. Um, my thoughts is definitely this will be the match of the round. I think it'll probably be, I'm going to say, it's probably going to be the match of the season as well. Um, my, my thought during the week, and I've, I've, I've said this to, to Chris during the week, I think this is the, uh, the game that Christian Petrarca, you know, takes it up to the big stage. Um, I don't know why. I've just got this feeling that Petrarca does things that uh, sometimes they pay off and sometimes they don't. He can be a bit of a show pony, but uh, I think uh, it'll work in his favour this week. Um, I've said the D, he'll kick four. I said Sam Frost will hold Hawkins to two and the D's will win by 21. Oh, jeez. I, um, look, I, I was having a bit of a think about this, who goes to who, where goes to where, and I'm just looking, uh, looking around both teams and I think the one thing the D's have over... Geelong really comes down to, you know, the back lines, you know, you probably say Geelong's back line is a little bit stronger than Melbourne's, but Melbourne's has been quite solid for the last number of months, especially after Lever went down and Frost has come back in. But the way I look at it, I just think the D's have too much firepower around the ground. They're the number one scoring team in the league and mm-hmm. Melbourne probably average around about eight to 10 goal kickers a game. Now, if you have a look from a uh, Geelong perspective, yes, they've had two Big wins in the last couple of weeks. So be it. Who are they against? Hasn't had much of a challenge. I don't believe this whole, well, you need to have a tough run going in. A win's a win. But there's too much, there is too much uh, responsibility on Hawkins' shoulders. And if you think about it, the two games, the first one we lost to them uh, when Gorn missed his, Menzel kicked four that day and we lost by a kick. The other one, Hawkins kicked eight, four in the last quarter and we've lost after the siren. So if you can mm-hmm. stop those two, you are a big way because I can't see the rest of the team somehow kicking another 15 goals because you know Melbourne are going to be up for at least 15 goals because that's just the way that they play. The amount of inside 50s that they have week after week after week is, you know, you're looking at between these two teams, you're looking at seven inside 50s more. Melbourne average 60.6 a year, Geelong average 53.6. So you're looking at... Yeah, seven inside 50s. If you turn half of those into goals, Melbourne are already four, you know, three and a half, four goals up before the game has even started. Yep. That's why my prediction in a moment uh, won't surprise anyone. But I am along those lines with your thoughts. I was also having a bit of a think about, okay, well, who's going to play on who? Well, if I was Melbourne and looking at it, definitely Harms goes to Selwood. He is the barometer. Um, he's going to be getting in and, in and under. And I think he's the one that Harms can run off uh, a lot you know, a lot quicker. Don't worry about the ruck duel. Gorn is going to destroy that. I don't care who they put in there. They could put in Gandhi and no one will be able to stop him. Uh, Frost will go to Hawkins. I think Hawkins didn't have that big body on him and Frost has the body, has the, uh, the strength and the pace to go with him. I'd put Neville Jeddler onto Menzel. I would also have, um, obviously, Hibbert and Salem coming off the back flanks. Um, if you go down their back line, I think Henderson will go to McDonald. I think Tui will go to Melksham. I think mm-hmm. Harry Taylor will go to Wiedemann, but don't be surprised if Wiedemann plays a little bit more up the ground like he did last time. Um, and then you're going to have a lot of those small forwards running around. I don't know who Tom Stewart goes to, but I think 
one of the keys to Geelong's defence is, especially with Taylor and especially with uh, Geelong, oh, sorry, Geelong, Tom Stewart, they like the ball coming in high. Yeah. Melbourne have been doing that all year. Last week when they played, or the last game when they played GWS, they lowered the eyes a hell of a lot more and it made us more mm. of an unpredictable team. I think they would have taken a lot from that. So that whole, that whole bombing game that goes to the inside 50, what a lot of teams are used to from Melbourne, I think has changed over the last couple of weeks. They did that against West Coast and they did that against, like I said, against GWS. So a couple of their uh, strengths could be nullified. Um, I'm not too worried about Ablett because one big hit on his shoulder and he's cooked. And Dangerfield, well, he is one man, but we've, you know, who's, if you think of Dangerfield, we've got Oliver. If you think um, they've got Mitch Duncan, we've got Brayshaw. So I think mm. there's – and like I said, we've got Vandenberg as well too who's come back into the team. Hibbert didn't play against them last time. Uh, uh, Vandenberg didn't play against them last time. I think there's a lot more pluses from the Demons' perspective than it is from the, from the Cats' perspective. So that's why I'm – I'm not even. I'm not even putting the, my nose out. I'm putting the nuts on the chopping board. I reckon it's going to be at least a five goal win to the D's. I think this this could be quite quite close, but I think that just with the the hunger and everything that we're playing for, we will blow them out of the water in that last quarter. And I'm saying five goals. I've um, I've been thinking as well. Like if you can compare these three matches throughout the year, I reckon it's like. Ali and Frazier in boxing back in the 70s, like three massive fights, went the distance. But I think this time around, rather than the experienced champion winning two out of the three, it'll be the underdog in um, in Melbourne that will, yeah, kick away in the last quarter. And I just think the crowd um, is going to be a massive factor as well. It's Friday night. I don't think you're going to have as many Geelong supporters as Melbourne supporters who are going to be like Romans in the Coliseum. They'll be banging for, you know, blue and white blood. Um, tomorrow night, so don't count out the uh, don't count out the support that uh, the, the Melbourne uh, supporters are going to give to the team. So I think that'll actually carry them over. And yeah, I'm hoping it's uh, you know five goals. I'm thinking probably more four, but um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an arm wrestle. I I think like Chris said about three to two and a half, three and a half quarters, and then I think we'll just kick away. Um, I think that's when Petrarca will step up in the last quarter and kick a couple, and um, on to week two. Yep. Mm. Have you boys um have you boys hired your sommeliers to match your cheeses with your with your wines? Well, it's a very good question. I actually went for the uh, the Rawson's retreat tonight. Uh, mm, I took it easy. Right. Went for a Shiraz cab. Shiraz cab. Uh, yeah. And um, another important question, Mark: Are you going Lavosh biscuits or are you going like a water cracker? Well, I don't mind a Lavosh. Well, I'll, uh, I'll actually don't mind them at all. You know us too damn well. Um, <laughs> um, a lavosh and a bit of Bernie Quince on the side is uh, is always a good combination. Oh, I don't mind you a bit of Bernie. Of I don't. I don't mind a bit of Bernie Vince on a cracker. <laughs> oh, very good. Very um, good. I'm just, I'm just making sure you guys get your cheeses and your wines and your lavosh biscuits uh, through the. Um, we uh, we are heading down to the wine and cheese cellar tomorrow <laughs> night to uh to to pick out what we're going to bring on Friday. So mm-hmm. and we got to get it ready for the chauffeur to uh, for um. Friday after work. So. Uh, big day. No, 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 Mark. It's Don't worry about big. it. I've, I've booked something better than a chauffeur, better than an Uber, better than an Uber X. I've got myself the uh, horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> yes, with a nice uh, plaid rug to cover our legs on the way. Oh, why don't you, why don't you actually, Melbourne boys ever? Why don't you Melbourne boys ever slum it sometimes? Get yourself an O bike or something like that. Like you know, just just come down to the come down to the common hey. people. 
What do you mean? We had Oyster Bay. We had Oyster Bay last week. Don't start me with that slumming stuff. <laughs> hey, I, I stayed at a four-star hotel once, and that was quite the episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. And now, can I tell you something? By the way, I actually—and this is no fact. This is actually no fact. This is no lie. Last week, um, when we went to the last game, GWS, I was actually walking through the MCC, and I was actually quite stunned. The amount of um, MCC members that were referring to Melbourne players by their names, not their number. Um, Interesting. And that's been it's, a, it's a new generation. Yeah. There, new there, generation there, was, there, was, there was a bit of like, good work, Christian, because <laughs> like, they usually say number five or number six. But yeah. no, they were, they were actually using names. But uh, uh, there's a genuine buzz around town. And if you speak to people out and about on the streets, I've had a few people contact me on Twitter. I've had a few people uh, throwing some stuff up at me. And, and pretty much what they've said is, is that um, if my team doesn't win, I want Melbourne to win. And that seems to be a bit of feeling out there. There is a bit of a soft spot for the Ds out there. For whatever is for, for whatever is. And, and don't, underestimate, don't underestimate how big of an, in, uh, an inclusion Jack Viney will be. Oh, oh, he and I, will. And I act- feel sorry for the first person that gets in his way. I'm actually, I reckon, watch out, Gary Ablett. I he will absolutely, he will, he will smash through him. Um, and just, oh, that's the key. That someone's got to injure his shoulder. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Injure his shoulder. Slam him down. I think. Take um, one for the team. You know what? If there's footage of it. I'll, I will put it up on our uh, soon-to-be-launched new Facebook page. The Lace Out Podcast has a Facebook page where uh, everything will be going live, but I'll put footage of that uh, along the lines with uh, Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball playing in the background because that said, he, he is a wrecking ball. And a good-looking wrecking ball, too. Miley, but yeah. So I'm saying five goals to the Ds. I just don't think... Uh, Secured, sorry, secured. I don't think Geelong have enough firepower to kick a winning score against us, regardless of what happens over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I just think the amount of pressure that we'll put on them will just grind them down. Can yeah, I take I'm the with... air out of the balloon a little bit? No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I hate to do this, but I reckon Geelong will win it. And this is this is the only stat that I'm going to go with for this. Yeah, Geelong are super, super even in how they're ranking across all those disposals, kicks, handboards, photos, you know, all those things like that. Yep. Melbourne, the one that gets me a bit worried is they're going at 14th. Yep. For disposal efficiency for a team playing finals football for the first time in 12 years. Yep. Um, as we saw with the St. Kilda game, when that goes horribly wrong, it goes horribly wrong mm-hmm. um, with a bit of pressure. So Geelong are super even. Melbourne, first of the finals. I hope they win, but I'm going to put Geelong by... Two kicks. Two kicks. So two points. I'm sorry. It's going to be close still. But I'm just going to have to go with you. Nah, no, look, you know, I respect everybody's opinion on this uh, show. The only one that I'm going to agree with is Mark. That's um, fine. And look, if you look at what you guys are talking about, you're absolutely 100%. You got, you're first across the categories in so many things in the league. And Geelong are just super consistent. They're about, from, from first down to about ninth in, in the league, where you guys are a bit bit high and a bit low in some areas. So yep. that's the only thing. Well, you know what? You're talking about disposal efficiency. Yes, there is a bit of a ranking between the two of us. You know what the difference is yeah. from a percentage perspective? 1.4%. That's all. Yeah, it's 1.4%. Now, 
if you want to talk, if you want to have a look at how many disposals that both teams have had over the years and all that sort of jazz, you're probably mm-hmm. only looking at what? Be more. Kicks here and there. Yeah. Probably, probably. But I mean, like, that's, that's AFL. 1% oh, no, it's off AFL. Of the team or here yeah. or there. And it's, exactly. You know, no, and I, I'll, I'll, you know, but like I said, the D's are seven, seven inside 50s more. They're you almost. Score way more. You score way more. You score way more. Um, yeah. our, mind you, we're 16 hitouts on top per game. I just yeah. think the, the service at Gorn will give our, regardless who, who gets it, we're going to yeah. get our hands on the ball more around contests because of Gorny. Absolutely. Simple Absolutely. as that. And mind yeah. you, we actually convert um, a lot better. We actually convert at almost a 4% more than we do. Than yep. So yes, we spray it, but when we spray it, we spray it well. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm genuinely excited. This is going to be a battle of a game. I can't, can't, I can't wait to come back next week. And if we win, we'll be wrapped. If we lose, well, you know what? It's... Like I said, there's only been two teams that have had uh, uh, increases in uh, ladder position in five years in a row. One of them is GWS and one of them is us. Yep. Uh, Mark, what was your tip by the end of this game? Uh, Melbourne by about 21 points um, is my prediction. Um, like I said, armrest for three and a half quarters. and I think we just kick away. Um, like I said, I think Petrarca will kick a couple in the last. The crowd will get behind us. Um, carry us over the line. I just think the um, the, the younger legs may do it. Um, but uh, yeah, look, either way, it's going to be definitely going to be the, uh, the 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 match of the of the uh, first week by far. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. It's going to be an absolute corker. Hey, uh, what's going to also be a corker on the weekend? Ah, the games coming up on Saturday. Let's start with the Battle of the Bridge. Uh, the City Slickers versus the uh, Halal Superstars. GWS Giants versus the Sydney Swans. 4.20. So a twilight game setting us up for a twilight grand final. We know what you're doing down there, Mr. McLaughlin. Besides uh, trying to sneak uh, people in through um, Mr. Dutton. At the SCG, which is going to be a massive win for the Sydney Swans. It is... An elimination final. When was the last time these two teams played an elimination final, gentlemen? Do you know? Uh, did they play? They've never played an elimination final. I mm. think they played a qualifying final. Exactly, they did. That's right, yes. So um, the answer is never. They've never played each other in an elimination final. Big stat there. That's my second big one for this evening. <laughs> okay, thoughts. We're going to start with you, Jamie. What are your thoughts leading into this Epic encounter. Um, I just don't care for these two teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. No, no. Yeah, I'm the same. Seriously. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, it's it's going to be on in the background, really. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I, reckon, I reckon Giants are going to win and they're going to probably win it comfortably, barring Buddy just cutting sick and having one of those quarters. Oh. Can I just say? Which I, which I love. Which I love. Is there, is there anything more than gives you a chub and just watching Buddy in full flight? Nah, there's nothing else. Oh. It's... Maybe his wife in full flight. I don't oh. know. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, well, well anyone, anyone from the Franklin family, even even Mount Franklin. Um, but, oh, yeah, I, just, look, I think you're right to a degree. Like, this is, the, this is the game I think that no one really cares about because they're, non, they're non-Victorian teams. 
If Buddy gets a hold of GWS, and look, their back line is falling apart at the seams. They should take this one out. Um, mm-hmm. They're thinking of bringing Delidio in. I don't know why. I think he's too much of a liability. They think you're bringing Toby Green in. Teams haven't been released at this particular stage, so we can't give you an insight there. But, um, yeah, I just think that the, the Swans, you know, if you have to look at the two teams, they've both had underperforming years. Let's, let's, that's what we said. But I think that if you look at over the last six weeks, City have been in a way better position than GWS. And I just think that that, that form is just going to carry into this week. I just think that GWS are, are on fumes right now and the car's unfortunately going to conk. Mm. Um, having watched both teams play Melbourne in the past month at the MCG, yep. um, oh, to me, Sydney's got this by, I reckon, about five to six goals. They're just... The way they played against Melbourne... I mean, you've been hearing it for years about, you know, the Bloods culture and... Mm. You know, the, the hard contested ball. When you actually see it live rather than on TV, you just, I think you get a better appreciation of, of their game style and they're just yeah. their attitude. Um, and yeah. the way that they played, they just, they, they knew when to go fast, they knew when to go slow. They're that, they were that well drilled. Melbourne had no idea. Yeah. Um, Heaney had a blinder. I think mm-hmm. he'll be the key. Um, and then fast forward a couple of weeks later when we played GWS in the last round and they just looked... Um, dishevelled. There was just no, there was no synergy. Um, I don't know if it was a fact that they just they knew they were in the finals and they just they didn't care. They just wanted to get the season over with. But um, just on face value, I, I'm I'm going to go to Swans. And I don't think Franklin's going to have a good night. I just think that uh, I think Heaney and Parker and the and the midfielders are just going to do a hell of a lot better job than yep. than um, GWS. It's definitely definitely two begins, uh, Franklin and. Uh, Parker coming in are, are two big definite um, ins for the guys. So you know they're they're primed. They're f- look, they know what to do. It they know what to do at finals time. Um, yeah. GWS, I just think that when you got that many that many people out, it's just going to make it difficult. So I'm going with the Swans. We'll wrap this up really quickly. I'm going with the Swans. Go Swanny. Swans. 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 <laughs> All right, let's whip through this last game really quickly because it's there's only four games this week. West Coast versus Collingwood. Uh, I'm really intrigued by this game. Uh, I, I, Collingwood travel really, really well. West Coast have overperformed throughout the year. Even though they did make mm-hmm. finals last year, a lot of people thought that they were going to fall off the edge of the cliff. Uh, Collingwood... They've got a gun midfield. Their forward line is, is cooking. They've got some absolute stars. Their back line, I don't know how they're doing it. They've lost pretty much everyone who plays in those positions and they're still able to get across the line. West Coast, fingers crossed, get Darling back, get Kennedy back. This, this could be an upset or it could be uh, another one of those games where we should have seen it coming, but uh, we tried to outthink ourselves. Um, yeah. Thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I think this is I'm going to use another boxing terminology. I've been watching too much boxing on ESPN recently. This is to me, this is the, uh, the Balboa Drago matchup. Uh, it's Rocky four. It's the home crowd. It's the, you know, the big all-star team versus the, you know, the, the, the under, you know, the over the hill, you know, underdog team in Collingwood, um, that have just gone and just been very workmanlike throughout the year. I think, 
uh, I, I honestly think that uh, Collingwood are going to do it. I think it's going to be exactly like ah. Rocky Four. It's going to go the distance, and um, I think they'll get their knockout punch and win by about two goals, nine yep. points, two goals. I think you know the thing that they have on their side is they've got a guy named Brody Brody Grundy, and mm. he he can dominate games. And I think where games are going to be won is you're going to have one player is going to dominate his position over anyone else. So I think Gorney can do that, or Petrarca can do it in our game, or it could be a, it could be a danger field, or a Hawkins. Brody Grundy, if he yep. dominates the ruck, that is, a, that is uh, I'm going to lead a big way for them to take it. To take it. Hmm. J-Dog? Uh, I'm going to go West Coast on the providing that Kennedy gets a run, because I reckon... Um, home crowd, all those sorts of things, is going to lift them. But it's going to be close. It's going to be super close. Yeah, it'll be close. And, you know, I've, I, I haven't been a big fan of Fig Jam for many, many of years when he was a player and a coach. But you know yeah. what? I have to give him the old you know, snaps and claps for the performance that he's done this year, getting that yeah. team to where they are. Because he's had a lot of injuries to a lot of his guns. And to get them into a, a third position with a little bit of luck, which, you know, fell their way towards the back end of the season... But I don't think you, you've got to get yourself in that position first to get the luck. And they did that. So, yeah, yeah I, I wholeheartedly agree that this will be, a, I reckon, a bit of a belter. And I'm actually not going. Collingwood even, I've said all that. I just think West Coast are just going to, they're going to take it. I think they will take it at home. I think first big final at the new stadium. It is, it's Optus Stadium, isn't it? Yep. Optus. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, the coverage might go down halfway through the third quarter, depending on um, <laughs> how many people tune in. But you know, I just, I just think that West Coast are, are, are too strong, even with Gaff and that Nui not playing. They've just got enough yeah. around around the, the the park to do it. Yeah. Was that? I think their forward line's just way too strong. Kennedy, Darling, Willie Rioli, Mark Lacrae. You know, what more could you ask for? All right. So yep. I'm saying West Coast, Mark. I'm going to go the Pies. And J-Dog, you're going? I'm going West Coast by, by a couple. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Collingwood, Collingwood have got the All-Australian, the true All-Australian Ruckman playing for them. So, yeah. Well, is Max Gorn playing for him? Don't, don't, <laughs> Mark, don't get, don't get sucked into that crap, all right? How many Port Adelaide players made the All-Australian team? <laughs> Oh, I just love I just love you, Melbourne people. You're just so passionate. We are so passionate. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> you know, I, you know. Every time I talk to Jamie, Mark, it's great because we we just reflect on the, uh, the 2007 Grand Final and how well that went for them. Because Jamie Mark support Adelaide. You remember the the mob that put the tarps up around the ground? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can see How's them now. Pushy going? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, don't worry about the tarps. The SES use them for uh, emergency covers on, <laughs> on houses during stormy weather. Or riots, because that's what they do in Adelaide. Um, alrighty, we've got a couple of minutes left before we have to wrap this thing up. But, so, uh, let's go through the games again at a really high level. Tomorrow night, we're looking at Hawthorne-Richmond. Tips are Richmond. Yep. Richmond. Richmond across the board. Friday night, D's in the D's and the Cats. Well, I'm going D's. D's. Cats. Uh, the battle of the who gives a shit, which is Sydney versus GWS. Sydney for me. 20. 
and GWS for me. And last but not least, the Meth Coast Eagles versus uh, Collingwood. Who? Yep, uh, I'm saying Eagles. Pies. Pies. Eagles. Eagles. Magnificent. Hey, um, just a couple of minutes before we wrap this thing up. Quick question. Who is going to be the player that is going to settle like this final series? Who's the one that you sit there and you've seen him go throughout the year and you think, yep, he, he is going to elevate his stature in the game from mm to mm. I'm I'm going to go Heaney. Heaney? Yep, I reckon he's, he's just, I don't know, he's just, when I saw him play Melbourne... In that last second half, he just he just went to another level, and I think um, he's got to, enough experience now to, to take the next step and and be a true superstar. You know, he's a pretty good player already, but I think he'll absolutely be. I reckon he could be if if if, what, if somehow the Swans make the grand final, I reckon he'll yep. be player of the series. All right, uh, Jamie, really quickly, who is it going to be? Got less than a minute. Uh, ba- Bailey Fritch for me. Bailey Fritch. Uh, mine, mm-hmm. Jordan Dugowie. I just think that he's he's tailor made to even make it explode than he has throughout the year. All right, gentlemen, that's All it. Right. The Lace Out Podcast. We are done for the finals. Christopher Pepper, we've got the J-Dog, we've got the love machine, but fellas, I have to ask the question, how do you love it? Love it. Oh, oh I mean, I like it. Oh, shit. <laughs> how do you like your footy, boys? Lace Out. Lace, Lace out. out. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. Go, yeah. D. Go, D. Go, D. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs>